Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So as you know, uh, children between the ages of 5 and 11 are going to be uh, permitted to be vaccinated. The the Pfizer vaccine against COVID Health Canada decision, it's uh, created quite a bit of discussion and and uh, controversy. And let's talk about this. Dr. Anna Banerjee joins us, pediatric infectious diseases specialist and associate professor of pediatrics at the Dalai School of Public Health in Toronto. Dr. Banerjee, thank you very much for the time. Do you have any concerns yourself about potential dangers of vaccinating children as young as five years of age? Um, n- no. In general, I think that when I look at the risk of vaccine versus the risk of COVID, um, you know, clearly to me, vaccine is a safer option. Uh, is there five years of age is extremely young, and I know that kids get uh, infants get vaccinated against um, MME, and uh, you know they get vaccinated very very young, two, three, four, six months of age. But there there is going to be resistance from parents. What's the what's the most fundamental? And I, you may have just said that, but I'll ask you to say it again. What's the most fundamental case for the vaccine for the parent who's hesitant? So I think that. Um um, you know, you look at protecting uh, the child. That's the, that's the primary reason to get vaccinated. Most children uh, at that younger age have mild COVID, but there are, you know, a significant number of kids that actually get more more ill with COVID. They can have uh, the inflammatory syndromes. They can have pneumonia. They can have uh, long COVID. And I think there have been about 2,000 kids hospitalized in Canada due to COVID. And there have been about a, just under 200 kids in the ICU. And those are kids with positive tests for COVID. There are kids that have COVID that end up in the hospital and their tests are negative. So one is to protect the child. The second thing is to uh, prevent the transmission from, from that child to the community. So other kids or teachers in the school, but also to bring it um, back home and to protect the people there, especially if there are elderly people or vulnerable people. And through that, you decrease the risk of it being transmitted uh, in the community. So hopefully that helps bring down the rates of COVID. As you likely know, it's, it's going up in many parts of Canada. Um, the, the, the other thing is, um, you know, children have had a really hard year in the past 20 months. We're on and off again, and schools are opening and closing. So I think having the kids vaccinated reduces the chances of school or classroom outbreaks and and tries to normalize the year and opens up opportunities for kids to have a normal life, like go to movie theaters, being fully vaccinated, restaurants and and other things, or even play dates. Like some families will feel a lot more comfortable knowing that the kids are vaccinated, having play dates and sleepovers. So we're trying to normalize the kids' lives. What about the issue of uh, side effects? It's been talked about a lot as far as the vaccine for adults is concerned. Side effects for children, and there's a lot of development that takes place between, you know this far better than I, a lot of development takes place, physiological and otherwise, uh, in children between the ages of 5 and 11. What about side effects? Yeah, so the side effects are are actually from the study that Pfizer released was less than in the older group. So it's a sore arm, 
you know, muscle like you may get a fever, headache, those kinds of things. Again, it's a little bit less. Now, there is the risk of myocarditis. It's pretty rare, but it's, it, it is uh, something that's out there. And it tends to occur in adolescent males all the way up to the age of 30. And um, so, so, but COVID itself can cause inflammation and pericarditis um, and myocarditis to a child as well. Um, so the dose of the vaccine is lower, and so they believe that, that the risks for myocarditis and pericarditis are less um, for the younger age group. And some of these things, we don't really know why it's adolescent males, but they, they think that there's going to be less pericarditis and myocarditis in, in the younger children. Now, there are other risks that people are afraid of. For example, a lot of people talk about the developing child. Is it going to affect the risk of cancer? Is it going to affect fertility, et cetera? But then you have to understand how this vaccine works. And so the messenger RNA is given into the body, and it's like a recipe where it teaches the, the body to make proteins similar to the spike protein on the COVID. On COVID. So the body uh, sees these spike proteins and recognizes as being foreign and mounts an immune response. The messenger RNA actually uh, disintegrates, so the vaccine really doesn't exist. And so, because it affects the immune system, the you know, uh, when someone's exposed to COVID, they mount an immune response. Now, this vaccine, even though they're talking about RNA, is not uh, it has nothing to do with human genetics. It doesn't interfere with human genetics at all. So when people say, well. Maybe it's going to cause cancer or infertility or things like that. There's no biological basis for that. There, there is the 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 risk, the small risk of pericarditis, myocarditis, but there's no reason to to believe, uh, or again, there's no biological basis for the vaccine to cause infertility and cancer and some of those other concerns. There's been a lot said and a lot written about children about their immune system being so robust that a COVID infection is going to be easily overcome by children. How true is that about the current strain of COVID? Is that is that fact that, that kids will generally get over COVID themselves uh, quite easily? And, and if that is uh, somewhat true, is the vaccine intended to not only protect the, the children, but also protect the adults around them? So, so it is generally true that most kids get COVID, and it is a mild infection. It might just be a runny nose, um, sneezing, coughing, you know, maybe fever for a day or two. It's usually not so severe in most children. But again, at least 2,000 kids have been admitted to hospital because of COVID. You've had 17 deaths. You've had uh, almost 200 kids in the ICU, so it's not insignificant, but also there's the risk of someone getting COVID, a child getting COVID, even if not symptoms, them having long-term symptoms from COVID. And we don't know yet, you know, how many of the younger kids are, have long-haul uh, syndrome, but for the teenagers, it's between 2 and 10% have persistent symptoms of COVID. So that part of it is protecting that child. But the second part, as you said, is protecting the community around the child. So other children, the, the teachers, custodians, but also preventing that child from bringing it home um, and infecting uh, people in, in, in the household, especially people who are 
vulnerable, someone who's elderly or immunocompromised, someone who's on cancer. So, you know, so it's really both the child and the community. So you're satisfied that the testing that was done was done appropriately, and you're satisfied that Health Canada made the correct decision in allowing for children between five, five and 11 years of age to be vaccinated, and, and the responsibility or the decision should stay with the parent, yes? Yes. I think at, the, at this point in time that, um, well, I believe, yes, that it was the right decision to, to approve this vaccine. And at this point in time, it, it is a parental decision. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, and I have no say in it. Um, you know, if there's another, like you see what's happening in Europe with, with the lockdowns and reoccurrence, I hope that doesn't happen here. And I hope that this, the worst is behind us. But, I, but I, yes, I think it is the right decision. I believe it is the right decision. And I believe that this is us moving forward in this battle against COVID. Dr. Banerjee, one more question for you. Are you finding that parents are generally receptive to the idea of children be, between the ages of 5 and 11 being vaccinated? So I think it depends on where you live. But, for example, uh, in Canada, they had an Ipsos Reid poll, and they said at least 50% would get their kids vaccinated right away. And I think in Toronto, two out of three parents would get their kids vaccinated right away. I think some parents want to see what happens. Like, for example, in the past two weeks, there have been 2.5 million kids vaccinated in the United States. And from what I hear, there's been no serious side effects due to the vaccine. So I think that... I think parents need to feel satisfied with the information they have because that's their number one job is really to protect their children. And so I think that if, if parents have concerns, for example, the idea of it causing cancer and fertility, and you say, no, there's no biological basis for that, uh, and they feel comfortable with that, then I think more parents, when they get their answer, those questions answered, they will say, yes, this is the, the best thing I can do to keep my child safe at this point in time. So I, I think a lot of parents will come around. There will be some that won't, um, no matter what the evidence is. Um, but we hope that the majority of parents, uh, when they get their questions answered, will come around and get their kids vaccinated. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.